Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is directly across from me and diametrically opposed to all things smart and commonsensical that we're trying to promote on this show. It is July. You ever say anything? Oh, see, there you are. Passive-aggressive again, leaving <laughs> see, my microphone That was an accident. <laughs> that was a real accident. You shut the oxygen off, you turn off my microphone. No, you're good now. You have Common a new tank, sensical. a brand new tank, and they got a larger tank, which means the tent's going to stay. I can breathe more. <laughs> right. You should be good. And, uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's here to stay. Well, no, I'm going to rip it down one of these days. Oh, why are you? Why are you <laughs> I think all you have to do is pull it. I'm tired of being eight. confined. I don't want to be a sheeple anymore. A sheeple. <laughs> I don't like that term. People are using that on Facebook. I don't like that. I don't like libtard. I don't like sheeple. I don't like any of oh, those yeah, derogatory libtard. terms. That's foul as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right. 1-800-7. We talk ourselves into a corner. Well, I'm waiting. I got something I'm raring to go with. Oh, okay. But you go ahead. Set the show. Tell us who's bringing you this mess. On the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is now open. We're going to enjoy an open phones Wednesday or Tuesday. One, well, we might enjoy one tomorrow as well. <laughs> right. Anyway. All right. It is uh, Tuesday. Uh, did I not say it's July 7th, 2020? On the mark. Sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. It's our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. You know, last week there was all this outrage over President Trump's re-election logo, which had an eagle sitting on top of a circle with a flag in it that says America First. It was not a big deal. Oh, it was. And it's evocative no. of Nazism, and it's uh, they pointed out its similarity to the German Nazi eagle during World they? War II. Liberals. Okay. People on Facebook. <clears throat> people on true. Facebook. It was a tiny little asterisk, and if you were glued to social media, you <laughs> caught it. If you were not, nobody knows about well, it. Well, one of my good friends posted it was unconscionable to put up a similarity like that. That it, was your son. Okay. Yes, it was. And that's okay. why you saw it. <laughs> nobody that was else my saw son. It. All right, but seriously, I mean, it, it is, you know, America's historically have used the eagle with a globe or a circle or a wreath. It's been part of our political heritage for years. I even posted an example of it that stated from the election of Zachary Taylor and Millard Fillmore in 1848. You know, so it's it's not like it's something new. But, you know, then somebody came back and posted, well, it's not so much that, it's the America first. But let me ask you a question. What is wrong with saying America first? Would you really want a president whose motto was America second or America third? <laughs> 
I mean, doesn't every president, isn't that every president? We, we knew America, America wasn't going to be number one, but we never knew we'd be number eight. How about that? Yeah, America 10th. That's my new slogan. Elect me, elect Joe Biden, America 10th. Welcome to America. There's plenty of room for improvement. Yeah, right. Our new slogan. Well, there slogan. is room for improvement. No argument there. But, you know, I, I think that we're, we're just, everything has become so political and so polarizing in this country. Everything, everybody sees Every in everything that's posted, some nefarious plot, some link to Nazism. Now the Eagles' Deshaun Jackson is accused of anti-Semitism after posting quotes attributed to Hitler and praising Louis Farrakhan. Now, if this were a white person doing something similar, there would be a lot of calls for his resignation from the team, and he should be, you know, thrown out. But I go back again. I'd rather know where people are coming from. Instead of shutting them up, let them talk. If we don't like what they say, well, that's socially distance from them. That's exactly what's happening. As he said what he said, and some people don't like it. What did he say exactly? I I, I know you. He said his quote was Hitler said because the white Jews knows that the Negroes are the real children of Israel and. To keep America secret, the Jews will blackmail America. That's what well, that he posted. That doesn't even make sense to they, me. Well, it doesn't make sense to me either. He says, they will extort America. Their pan, pan to world domination, won't work if the Negroes know who they were. First of all, if Deshaun went to college, it's not too obvious from his writing. You know, I mean, this is not exactly the best grammar. Uh, then he says, the white citizens of America will be terrified to know that all this time they've been mistreating and discriminating and lynching children of Israel. And that some of the quotes were from the Nazi, uh, attributed to a Nazi book written during World War II. Okay, well, can we just discount that as nonsense? What, what he said? Mm-hmm. Uh, then he said about Louis Farrakhan, this man powerful. I hope everyone got a chance to watch this. Don't be blinded. Know what's going on. Okay. Okay. So, so Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Johnson. Jackson. Jackson. Little cray cray. Yeah. Well. Is that all, what else can we say? <laughs> I, he you needs know, a checkup from the neck up to start with. Well, and how is he in relation to President Trump? Are they allies? No, I don't think so. I, I suspect that he doesn't like President Trump, although I don't know. There's nothing here about President Trump. Uh, and then he had a, in there, he added that Farrakhan is warning against vaccines. So apparently he's an anti-vaxxer on top of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that crosses him off a lot of lists right there. But is this kind of, you know... I think that if this is how he feels, I'm glad to know it. Well, nobody's stopping him. Well, no, but there are calls for him to be to receive some form of retribution for this, mm. as there are calls every time a white person says something some someone doesn't like. I would rather hear what they have to say, and then if I choose yes. to ignore them, I ignore them. Right, erase all doubt. Better to open your mouth and erase all, all doubt. doubt. Right, it is. I mean, you know, otherwise, if all we do with all this punishment is we keep people from saying what they feel, we'll never get anywhere in this country. We'll have a bunch of people seething inside instead of being able to speak freely and frankly about how they feel and giving us an opportunity maybe to educate them or to enlighten them well, or to but modify their behavior. I think everybody's getting a chance to speak. Nobody's mu- muzzled. You know, who's being censored that they're not able to speak there like Deshaun Jackson with his un- very unusual remarks? Who's trying to muzzle him? Nobody. So I well, mean, no, because he's coming. He's coming from. He's coming from the point of being a black. Oh, because he's a liberal. Okay. Well, I don't think he's a liberal from these comments. I mean, <laughs> I'd say he's pretty radical. Right. Not not necessarily liberal, but either from the left, far left. Where do you consider Louis Farrakhan to be an Adolf Hitler? Do you consider them far left or far right? 
I consider them far right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't complete one full sentence about what I know about Louis Farrakhan. So. Well, you need I don't to read worry up about on him. him. Oh, do I? I gotta. I gotta have a little. <laughs> more Sean knowledge. Jackson tells you everybody should see this. Okay. Well, go on Facebook and um, or well, not Facebook, I, but I'll YouTube. I'll just look at Wikipedia sometime, but well, it, it's sort of not top of the mind to me. We have bigger fish to fry around here. Well, what fish are we frying today? Well, your president is, uh, you, as you heard loud and clear through your Fox funnels yesterday, your president <laughs> is dissing NASCAR. Yeah, and that's, I, I don't understand the fights the guy picks. I mean, come on. Well, if, if Bubba Wallace didn't report that, the NASCAR officials reported it. There's four big sports in the U.S., NASCAR and the NFL, and the president's already at odds with them. If he, if he does horse racing and baseball next, they weren't going to be in trouble. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If he's going to take away the Redskins' name and the Braves, I'm opposed. Who's going to take away the Redskins' name? Well, the president's tweeting about that, too, that uh, Dan oh, right. Snyder is going to take to away the, right, the Redskins' name. Uh, and the, the survey showed that the overwhelming majority of Native Americans are not offended by that. Well, I had asked this yesterday, and the Washington Post had an article about the Redskins' name change, and they're saying Native Americans this and pushing and pushing, but there's no specifics, you know. So, and I'm sure there are specific people who are pushing for the name change, but you know, it could just be that this is uh, we're as uh, President H. W. Bush aptly alluded, we are slowly becoming a kinder, gentler nation, <laughs> and if that is true then maybe we're going to get rid of disparaging remarks, even though no one in particular is pushing for it. But then who is to the arbiter? Who is deciding what's offensive and what needs to be changed? If no one in particular is pushing for it, do we just all wake up some morning and say, this is bad, we will change it? I'm the decider. Are you really? That what scares me half to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you need to know anything about uh, race or our new kinder, gentler nation, Ask me. I know. It's so wonderful in Marktopia. Everybody is just constantly singing oh, well, and see, throwing. We haven't heard that <clears throat> phrase in a while, but see, that's what we were shooting for last year when you coined the phrase. Well, they're just throwing flower petals at your feet every day for the wonderful world you've created for them. Joe, Joe-topia lives in the deep south, I assume? No, I'm, we're at the North Pole. We're cold. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, enough nonsense, uh, but uh, based on... Uh, important racial progress and the fight against injustice that we're making in the U.S. What's your two cents on this? So you think that uh, this is a sign of injustice to name the football team the Redskins since the 1930s? No, but I think there's a push in the U.S. now. More and more people... Well, half the country's young, so uh, younger people are more liberal and they're more interested in, you know, actually upholding more, you know, racially connected nicknames and things like that. Or not... I guess it's not really racist to call somebody the Redskins, but it's just a disparaging One of the terms that I actually liked uh, about changing the name, someone suggested they name them the Washington Red Tails, which would be honoring the Tuskegee Airmen who fought in World War II so very valiantly and out of uh, Ramapo Air Base in Italy. I mean, they they just, they were so good that the bomber pilots asked to have them escort them because they never broke formation. They stayed with it. And the rumor was that they never lost a plane. Well, they never lost one in active combat, but, you know, there were some planes shot down that um, mm-hmm. while they were on guard, but the majority of their pilots survived. The people they were escorting survived, and they did a wonderful job and came back to discrimination and racial injustice. Just like nothing had happened. Yeah. 1-800-795-9565. Dan, thank you for calling in. You are on the mark. Good morning. Hey, hey good morning. You know, the reason President Trump got elected... One of the many reasons is he 
he was saying America first again, America first. And sadly, our past president before Trump always was apologizing for Americanism. <laughs> Brother, come on, Dan. He, he apologized. He said, America, we've seen our best days are behind us. And, you know, he kept saying things like that. And that's why, part of the reason why the Tea Party was formed. They weren't out burning buildings in the street. They were out promoting Americanism. And you can thank the Tea Party for bringing President Trump into office. Many of us if we weren't aligned physically with the Tea Party, we certainly were saying amen, amen to the Tea Party. And that's the reason President Trump, one of the many reasons President Trump's in office, because of the globalist positions of the past president. Trump's not a globalist. He's an American first president that's one of the many reasons he got in office and that's what's going to keep him in office because I, I believe there's a majority of the people in this country believe America first well, where do you even begin? <laughs> there you go again. You Dan. take him on. Now, I agree with a lot of what he said. But. Well, yeah, like the Tea Party, a, a big part of the thread that glued it all, to, that tied it together, was racism. And members of the Tea Party oh. sp- spoke openly about that—that that they didn't want a black president, and that's why they were opposed to yeah. to yeah. President Obama. So let, let's let's talk about I the disagree real roots. Strongly, Mark. Well, no, this a, this is widely reported at the time. So just go back. It doesn't make it true. Uh, well, self, Alan, self-proclaimed racist. West would have run for president, he's a black man. You probably know who he is. Yeah, I would have been voted for Alan West. There's a lot of black. You mean Kanye West? That are patriots. Oh, okay. Thank you. A lot of them are patriots. Alan West is a guy I was hoping would run for president. For I think he did but he didn't get far in the Republican Party. The establishment Republicans bumped him out. He didn't have the mojo that Trump had. That's what got Trump where he is, some of his own money in the mojo. But there's a lot of great black patriots that I would have voted for. But sadly to say... Oh, President Obama wasn't one of them. It's not because of his skin color. It's because of his positions. Well, yeah, no, but Dan, I don't mind. I don't mind the term "America First," and I agree with it. I think we have to put our country first. And I can't imagine any country in the world where saying "my country second or "my country third would be something the citizens would get behind with any wild enthusiasm. We want our American president to believe America should be first. But how does? But, but what does that mean to Donald Trump? Is the question? <laughs> does it mean we need to work hard to improve our race relations? Does it mean we need to work hard to improve our economy? What? Put people to work? 
work, get kids oh, a good maybe. education. Is that what it means, or does it mean we trample down minorities and we do what we can to maintain the status quo? Cha-ching. Well, but that's what I'm saying. It depends on how you define it. Right. Trump, uh, he he brought all the ships up with his economy. Blacks were doing much better under Trump than they did under President Obama. He and he increased these black people that are going to vote for him. He, it's not up where you think it would be, but he doubled the. If you believe polls, which well, I saw this morning. I was watching yeah. MSNBC a bit this morning, and they had Axios on as they do every day, right before six o'clock, with their one big thing. And their one big thing today was that the Wall Street is dumping Trump; that they've given up <laughs> on him. Uh, well, yeah, I think he's sealing himself off. Trump's economy. It, it's running because of Trump. The, the reason it came back the way it come back after the pandemic, even during the pandemic, it's it's gone up. And that's Trump's economy. If you had a Biden in there, and I believe what some of the ads say, our economy would be down the drain. I honestly believe that if if President if Biden would get elected, I'd look for our stock market to just go downhill fast. Okay. All right. We got you, sir. Yeah. Thank you so much you for calling in. Guys, have a great one. Good talking with Take you, care. gentlemen. Have a great day. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, while not everyone appreciates Dan's comments, one of our emailers says, the clown show rages on. Don't know if I should laugh or cry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Feel free to give us a buzz. We're going to take a quickie break, but when we come back, we'd love to see you light them up. The telephone lines, that is 1-800-795-9565. Dan alluded to the Tea Party. Of course, we all know what its real origins were. But I, I think uh, even even that Do we aspect, all know what the real origins of Black Lives Matter are? You know, they're all Marxist. I heard about that. Yeah, the tea, parties, tea parties are all racist, and so the Black Lives Matter people are all commies. We got that straight now? So why don't we uh, fight for what's really... Well, actually, I don't think we really have to fight for it. I think what's really happening in the nation is we are becoming a more accepting nation, um, more young people. Liberals are trying to beat us over the head into accepting... No, that's just what it seems like. If you you have your your feet in the mud and you refuse to move. But, But you know, honestly, I think our nation is uh, progressing. Of course, we've always had growing pains whenever we've made progress. Uh, President Trump, you know, is really trying to play the race card and divide the nation. And I think he is going to be successful in, you know, placing himself with the uh, more recalcitrant one-third of the nation that refuses so to he, move forward. What does he gain But he's by not going to have the majority. You, well, you because I think in the gain? past, if you said you were staunch law and order and against NASCAR and black Against black NASCAR? Race. No, the conservatives never were against NASCAR. Well, no, but the president is because of their Confederate flag stand. The president is in, I think in the past, if you said that you thought the Confederate flag was okay and a black driver, you know, perpetrated a hoax that related to a noose or uh, that... But they aren't anybody related. Who, they anybody aren't who pushes back against the, same the status thing. quo is a terrorist or... What did he call him? A terror? He had another name from this weekend. Thugs. He's used that a lot. Right. I think if you... In the past, if you stood for those things, you could probably get 51% of the nation to vote for you. But today, 
only 31% of the nation still feels that way. So the president so is again, solidifying So again, I ask the question, what base. does he gain? Well, I what think, is he gaining? I, I don't think he realizes that that's... You think he's stupid, too, on their, top of everything else? No, I don't think President Trump is stupid. That that does not apply. But anyway, I well, just... Then, th- you I think, think he's he doing a stupid that, thing. I don't think it's it's ideal to play the race card to, in this day and age. And he's the only one that does it. You never heard of an Al Sharpton playing the race oh, card. Oh, no, right? I, I think it, anybody... I think hundreds of people in the past have, have used race to divide, and and many conservatives used and race Obama's to win. And Obama's been accused of that as well. He's been accused of playing the race card when it didn't need to be played. And what was that, eight years ago or so? How about if we talk about present day? I think today, in this day and age, well, if you me... play the race card, if you say this old Southern strategy where we're going to divide the country based on race and whites are the majority, I, I think that would have worked, but I don't think that will work today. And the president is marginalizing himself by doing this. He's solidifying his base, but that's not the majority of this country. President Obama had eight years in office, the first two of which he had both the Republican or the Democratic Senate and the Democratic House. And yet I didn't hear a thing during those eight years about taking on systemic ra- the systemic racism that supposedly lives and thrives here in the country. Never mentioned it, never took it up, never made it a legislative priority, particularly in so the first two that, years. Uh, so no, I'm just saying that I think it's political. We, we find a way, we look for wedge issues that we think will get us elected. In some cases, Republicans have taken race on the wrong but side. You're not in some actually case, lamenting a lack of progress on race eight no, years ago. No, I'm well, just saying that, that if if the problem was as bad as it, that we're saying it is now, it didn't get that bad in the last two weeks or with Donald Trump in office. Systemic racism doesn't materialize overnight. It's been there for a long time. And if Barack Obama felt he and the country were victims of it, why didn't he act right. during the first two years when he had well, the power and the glory? <sighs> That's a good point. Uh, you know, if I'd have thought of that, we wouldn't be fighting for racial justice today. We missed our opportunity. So do not fight for racial justice no, today. No, no, I'm no, no. Don't that's fight for today because we missed our opportunity 12 years ago. So sorry, everybody. Put those statues no, back I'm up. I'm just more cynical. I think that a lot the of nation's going to go back. A lot of his politics. We look at this point. We look at the race now, the race issue now. We look at Black Lives Matter. You know, uh, we, apparently some black lives must matter more than others because I don't see Al Sharpton oh, delivering go. the eulogy or Tyler Perry paying for the funerals of those young people killed in New York and Chicago. Yeah, that's right. All you liberals beat your I'm, head on I'm the ground and say, my head on the table. You pound your head on the table and say, oh, you're bringing up Chicago. That but has uh, nothing to do with it. It has everything to do with it. All lives matter. If, and I saw somebody put a meme right. up that said, all lives matter. Or, uh, lives matter. If you put a color in front of it, you're a racist. All now, right. that's a good point. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Do any, lives matter? I believe they do. Joe is enjoying life only one short <laughs> decade ago. If you'd like to bring him up to the present time, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We've got to go right to the telephone line because uh, we got a caller waiting, so we want him to have an opportunity to get his two cents in. So good morning, Carl. You're on the Mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, good morning, everybody. I just wanted to give a call. I had the pleasure of being at my church camp yesterday, and one of the gentlemen that I was working with on the project happens to be a black gentleman. He is a conservative Christian, and he's a school teacher in the Philadelphia School District. He's the only uh, conservative Republican in his entire school. And he pointed something out to me that I thought was quite interesting. He was saying that this whole Black Lives Matter thing is actually creating more racism uh, than it is eliminating, because people are getting more upset with the black people. And I thought that was kind of interesting. But he's saying that he thinks it's being done purposefully by the Democratic Party to create more of a division between the blacks and the whites. Uh, we kind of try to look at things as we don't care what color somebody is. You know, they're a good person, they're a good person. They're a bad person, they're a bad person. But we, we just have to stop looking at color. You know, if we, if we look back at what Martin Luther King said, uh, you know, it, it's not the color of the person's skin. It's what's in their heart. And I think that's what we need to do. Well, I think he's probably right that it's creating division, but uh, I think well, they have a phrase for it. I forget what it is, like white uh, fragility or something like that. When you push against it, uh, people push back. So, But it's, it's, it's called progress. It is always uncomfortable in this nation. There are always – you cannot foment division without eliminating But, but how it. is it progress if we wind up but causing exactly. more hard feelings? This, is, this, this isn't progress. Uh, they, they, they hide behind that label, progressive. I mean, this is going backwards. Uh, it's creating more animosity against the black community. Uh, I just heard they're going to create a black national anthem. There already is a black national anthem, and if you read the words to it, they're very inspiring, actually. I don't think it yeah, should replace our national anthem. we don't a white national anthem. No, we, if we, we are one. We are one. We're a country. Right. If we suggested a white national anthem, I'm sure there would be some backlash. <laughs> I'm sure there is oh, one. Oh, my. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. Thanks for your input. Thank Appreciate you. that. one 800 will be the open phone during the 9 a.m. hour. This is WDK. Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. We haven't given them enough credit. He is our fabulous producer, Mr. Rob Centers. On the other side of the glass, take a bow, Rob. Thank you. We appreciate your help and hard work answering the phones, uh, handling the archives when I get a day off, and just generally being fabulous. So we appreciate that. Also produces our Sunrise Show. 
And this, we invite you to visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase online right from your home. On the Market is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and routes 11 and 15, Hummelsworth. Find out more at sunburymotors.com. I went down and I saw my Ford Ranger down there that's all picked out and ready to go. It's got the Raptor package and has a six-foot bed plus two rows of seats, a sunroom, a power rear window, plus it has automatic emergency braking. It has the AEB, has the lane holder with the nudge. What's the nudge? If what? people could only see your face as you describe oh, this Oh, I'm vehicle, trying to remember this. Pure euphoria. No, no. I have, <laughs> and to, ecstasy. I have to close my eyes so I can remember all this, all this stuff that's on the sticker. And uh, let's see. The price is not yet. It is 30-something, low 30s. And it is a perfect t- truck. Now you lost me. But it has the nudge to keep you in your lane holder. It warns you if you're going out of your lane. It has the adaptive cruise so you can set it like <laughs> you can set it to uh, what you use your adaptive cruise for is uh, to um, tailgate. You set yours on tailgate and drive too fast to people too close behind them, but mostly you could use it for other purposes to to drive safely. Uh, But uh, that's what this Ford Ranger has. It's just a fabulous uh, truck, and it's perfect. And there's a blue one just like it, and a white one that's perfect. So we'd like you to go down to the Sunbury Motor Company and buy my truck. Sunbury Motor Company also sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln, and pre-owned vehicles that are in perfect condition. They would just love to chit-chat with you down at the Sunbury Motor Company. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, we thank them for their sponsorship, sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now wide open, 1-800-795-9565. We have some emails and texts that related to our that relate to our topic, which is the progress that the U.S. is making now to a kinder, gentler nation, even though the president is uh, pushing back as hard as humanly possible. Fortunately, That's the left-leaning version of what we've been right. discussing. The right-leaning version of what we've been discussing is somewhat different. Which would, how would you describe what's really happening in the been, U.S.? We've been talking about racism and whether or not it's systemic or political in motivation. Oh, brother. Okay. Joe's having his own conversation over there. That's the beauty of the funnels, that they can run whatever through them they want. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. We do have some brief news headlines. There came, henceforth, some good news last night. Vice President Mike Pence traveling once again to Pennsylvania this week. Pence Thursday will take a bus tour from Lancaster to Philadelphia, going to a suburban Philadelphia maker of wireless communication technology and speaking to Philadelphia police officers at their union hall before a Back the Blue rally. The visit will have both campaign elements and official White House functions. Bob Asher, Pennsylvania's Republican National Committeeman, says Pence will also attend a fundraiser while in Philadelphia. State Senator John Gordoner on this show yesterday said he wasn't surprised the state Supreme Court sided with Governor Tom Wolf in the battle with the General Assembly over the state's emergency declaration. Uh, he says it was a divided court, though. Out of the seven Supreme Court justices. There were four writing uh, with the majority opinion. There were two in the dissenting, and then Judge Doherty had a mixed opinion. He would have actually thrown out the whole statute if you read through his opinion. So it wasn't a decisive decision, but one that I don't think makes sense in regard to the law. 
You can hear more of Senator Gordoner's remarks on the WKOK podcast page. No new COVID-19 cases confirmed in the Valley, but the spikes continue in the Pittsburgh area. Yesterday, statewide, there were 450 new cases, which the good news is that that number is back below 600, where it was for a week. So below 600, and half of them are in Allegheny County, where they're taking additional measures to tamp down an increase. And all of these numbers pale in comparison to what the hotspot states of California Texas, Alabama, and Florida are producing in terms of the nation's COVID-19 outbreaks. There will be no fall homecoming and family weekend activities at Susquehanna University. That was announced yesterday, and the Wise Center for the Performing Arts says they will not have a fall season, but they hope to have a spring season. And we got all four phone lines lit up. The email basket is full, and the text machine is smoking. So we got lots to read on the radio and lots of calls to take shortly. And one other element. This will make Joe happy. He's going to roll his eyes. I can sense it right now. Four employees of a Georgia sandwich shop have been fired after making a noose out of bread dough. No, I saw that story. It's not funny. Okay. They should be fired. All right. And filming themselves playing with it. A video posted to social media of the workers at Jimmy John's restaurant in Woodstock, Georgia, shows one employee draping the bread dough noose over the neck of another and yanking it as the others laugh. The workers who are shown in the video appear to be white. The Telegraph of Macon, Georgia, reports that the clip was posted on Snapchat and later shared across social media, receiving thousands of views. Customers threatened to boycott the sandwich shop over the incident. Jimmy John's condemned the behavior in a Twitter statement and the employees were fired. You're fired. Well, primarily they should have been fired for not doing their jobs. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wasting bread dough. That's not exactly what they were hired to do. So, I mean, I would have fired them too for that alone. The news thing isn't funny on any stretch of the imagination. Under any circumstances. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Callers step ahead of texts and emails. Which and puts, we've got one line ringing. Okay, there we go. we got all four lit up now. Which puts Lance on the radio. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Hey there. Well, you know, we were talking about the uh, Tea Party being racist. And I belong to the Tea Party Patriots and that type of thing. But anyway, back when they were uh, showing a Tea Party rally, or it was being covered, and one of the pictures they had was a very brawny back with a AR-15 strapped across it. Now, that very... They never showed you that the back belonged to a very brawny black man. I always thought that was kind of funny. And that was sort of the whole deal the whole way through. It was all fake. It really was. The Tea Party was all fake, or this idea that oh, was no, all no, no, white no. was all coverage, fake? Uh, the coverage that they were... Oh, uh, bad coverage. I got you. Yeah. You know, that could be. I mean, it's all I'm saying is typical. Well, another thing here about the... Uh, well, I grew up... Uh, half a block down the street from uh, Ted Van Kirk, you know, the uh, guy that was a navigator on the Anoka Bay. Mm-hmm. So as I was growing up, there was much, uh, you know, talk about him and everything. And, and then when he had a talk, and well, I got his book too, but uh, he was talking about they were flying missions from England, you know, over to Germany. Okay. Now here he is, he says he's headed out the door on his 52nd mission when a big hand comes on his shoulder turns him around not nicely and explains his son we send people home at 50 missions and you know that you're going home to be a navigational instructor okay okay 
Okay, now, recently, okay, the wreckage of a fighter, old fighter plane and its pilot, you know, both the remains, were found in Austria. It was a Tuskegee Airman who was on his 63rd mission. They didn't send those guys home, I think, at all. So it, they were really... Uh, oh, okay. You know, so they didn't on. get the same waiver everybody no. else got. Well, a no, lot of them no. would have volunteered to stay. The Air, Tuskegee Airmen were particularly... Right. I mean, they all were extremely motivated. And flying out of Ramatilli Air Base in Italy, they they did a remarkable job. They yeah. even escorted the bombers on the raids to Palesti and some of the other places in World War II that were pretty bad. All right. Thank sure you did. so much, Lance. I, I, I belong to the uh, Red Tail Squadron which uh, if you really are into them, why you should, too. They have a beautiful calendar every year, and it helps to keep their planes flying. You know, a little donation. It's a really neat organization. And then what's really sad is what they came home to. Yeah. So hopefully we're better than that today. Thank you so much, Lance. Lance. Thanks. Thank you very much for the call. Good to hear from you. Joe, read that email, and that'll be probably close the history lesson. Uh, The great President Truman signed Executive Order 9981 in 1948 that ended the shameful practice of segregation in the services. True enough, he did. Thank you so much. Uh, That takes us back to the phones. Eric, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. In response to a a couple earlier callers right before 9 o'clock, um, the caller said that, uh, you know, uh, President Biden would lead us down a a path and we wouldn't be doing well and so forth. Uh, remind the caller that President Biden was vice president under uh, President Obama. We had the greatest recovery uh, following the mess of 2008. And then we had uh, two two terms of, of great recovery of the of the stock market. Which, which led right into what President Obama fell into, let's be honest. Uh, he didn't do anything to screw it up, so to speak. Except now, when we need leadership in our country, uh, we have none. And what's happening, the stock market, you know, pummeled it. Now it's coming back some, but it's pummeling again. We need leadership. And we all have to say that was, President Obama is not a I think it was up 400 points yesterday. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what planet I'm are you on here, Eric? The market's bouncing back. Everybody I see says it's it's doing remarkably well. We added four million but jobs anyway. back in the economy, the last sector. But that's not your point, anyway. But but my point is that that uh, the caller said that if if uh, Mr. Biden, Vice President Biden, was in, uh, we'd be in terrible shape. I mean, oh, okay. without looking back at history, he has proven you know what he can do. And and are are we saying that that President uh, President Trump is uniting our country during this time, or is he divisive? Well, let's let me ask you this question: What do you think would happen if Joe Biden has said the first thing he's going to do is end those sweetheart tax breaks the president gave everybody? You know, do you think that's going to help Wall Street if he does that? <laughs> let Let me remind you, Joe. No, that's not a, that's a yes heard. or no question. <laughs> that's a yes or no question. I, I'm going to answer your question, but <laughs> okay. I want to remind you of more history. Okay. What did I hear from you and every Republican during the entire Obama administration? Deficit, deficit, deficit. How are we going to pay for everything? Eventually, everything is going to collapse into just like uh, Weimar Germany did in the 1920s and early 30s. You can't keep printing money without backing it. I agree. Of course, we're going to have to develop revenue streams to pay for all this money, which has been given out during, I agree, a, a national crisis. 
So, so now you're going to scream that we're trying to attack the deficit when all I heard under a Democratic administration, the, the Republicans screaming is the deficit is too high. Well, you'll still hear me screaming that. We're going to have to address that issue okay, and sooner so rather than later. Okay, so how do we do that without raising taxes, Joe? Well, we do that by spurring the economy so that tax revenue comes in from the fact that our economy is booming, not because we've taxed people to death. We but need to build then, the economy so that the tax revenue flows in on its own. You can reduce expenses, too. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, you could cut the cost of government. That'd be dandy. Cut back in some programs. You could do like they do in Harrisburg. <laughs> Come up with new things to tax, like fireworks. We, we all or know we could how start that national out. gambling. It's working at the state level. Let's do more national gambling. I mean, I think we need to get the economy going. I think I don't like President Trump as a human being. I've said that many times in this program. Mm-hmm. But I do like the policies put in place. I oh, think brother. there are things we needed to do to this country. We need to cut back in some of the regulations. We need to get our foot off the necks of American business and let the economy flourish. That's what we need to do. And But no one's screaming now that during this crisis we input all this money into, you know, into business from the government. No, one, no one's complaining about that. But now that we develop revenue, now, now we need less government. If, you can't talk out both sides of your mouth. No, I'm saying if, if if look, President Obama's stimulus, when he put it in, I didn't think it was a good idea because it raised the deficit. But if, as you say, it contributed to the rebounding economy, and many Democrats argue that it did, then fine, I'm in favor of that. And if what President Trump did, basically the same thing, if it pumps money back into the economy and it gets everything started and gets the juices flowing again and business rolling, then it was worth doing. And we'll have to address the other side of that is we can't just let it go unchecked. We're going to have to pay down the deficit or start paying it down at some point. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Good points all. Appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. Call again. Uh, Email and then break and then call. Okay. He says, good morning, Joe and Mark. My question is, can you pinpoint where racism is a hot spot? We have hot spots for corona. We We spot them easily. Is racism in government? We have all races there, including judges, senators, governors, and the president. So that shouldn't be a hot spot right? So let's go to middle-income people. Most of these consist of workers like teachers, preachers, policemen, state laborers, policemen, businessmen, lots of different races there, too. So let's go to the low-income, where the, the government's housing, government aid, lots of races there. So if you were trying to pinpoint where the hot spot is in racism, which one would you pick? I hope you say it's found in the heart of a person that really hates everyone for lots of reasons. And I agree with that. I've said before, most of the examples I saw in that newspaper article series last week about blacks encountering what they did here in this area were about people. And we need to change people's hearts and minds. That's, and we need to do it through education and tolerance, not by just saying, oh, we're going to shut you up and get you fired for saying what you think. Well, I agree with the emailer. People are at the heart of systemic racism. There is still racism in housing and education and medical care and a wide range of other institutions in the U.S. But the heart of that matter is because the people that are inhabiting those institutions still feel that way or still aren't fully accepting or still aren't black or white, so still aren't interested in equality and justice. So that's, that is why we're still fighting for progress, but we're making progress. You know, this, this big national conversation that we're having, uh, this is the uh, growing pain that precedes progress. So we're going to keep on pushing. Says you. Right. Joe would like to keep things the way they are. Keep the black man down. No, that, white you know supremacy that's not true. Rocks. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> 
We'll be right back. Commie. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, well, let's go right to the phones, and then we got, uh, we're got we stacked up with texts, so we'll do those in a moment. Uh, Paul, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks a lot. Good to hear from you guys. All right. Uh, first, I'd like to say about the Black Lives Matter. I mean, they're tearing down statues, right? I mean, seriously. Uh, what are they going to do next? Burn books? Well, statues call attention to the Confederate past, which favors slavery and, of course, represents trade. But you're right. I mean, if you're going to tear down statues. What are they going to do? Burn books next because it had to do with slavery? Yep, that's not what they did in Nazi Germany. Let's burn the books. Do books promote slavery? I mean, you can't erase slavery. The the next thing I'd like to say is uh, first of all, what nationality is Trump? I think he's English, isn't he? You mean I'm derivation? Yeah. Uh, I think it's an, primarily English he talks about. And I like Trump a lot. And I think, oh, my God, could you imagine if Hillary Clinton was running the nation right now? <laughs> I mean, seriously? But I, I'd I really think it'd, like be a different, it'd be a different kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, it would be really messed up. And about the Redskins thing, yeah, the Nike and the bank that owns their stadium... FedEx. Made them change their name. Yeah. Not the Redskins. Right. FedEx. I mean, if they would call, I'm German. And if they would call them the German, man, I'd love that team. <laughs> and I'm an Eagles fan. <laughs> and I changed teams just because of that. Switch to the German. Well, they could use all the fans they could get. So. Well, I'm Irish and I'm offended by the leprechaun at Notre Dame. I think he should be shot and. No, really? no longer used. Well, I hope sure, you're not I'm serious. I'm not. No, but I mean that's the okay. kind of outrage. I mean, if we can't, if we can't take a little good-natured ribbing. But what kills me is that the Cleveland Indians mascot, Chief Wahoo, is a caricature, a cartoon caricature of a Native American, whereas the Washington Redskins, th- that's a strong-looking Native American I'd in be, there. I'd be proud to. If I was an Indian, I'd be like voting for Redskins, or even you know, like you just said. Is it the face of the helmet? I always thought it was just the name Redskin. Well, maybe it's the name that bothers them, but the image certainly isn't cartoonish. It's right. a strong no. image. It makes them feel like they're, you know what I mean, that they were strong. Right. I mean, I, I, and then I'd like to say about uh, uh, Bush. Now, back when Bush, when Which we had one? 9-11, right? Uh, HW, yeah. What did he tell everybody to do? Go out and spend money. Right? Mm -hmm. To stimulate the economy. Mm -hmm. He didn't give no stimulus checks, but he went out and said, I mean, encouraged people. I couldn't imagine if uh, Hillary Clinton was running all this. History's being kind to H.W. Bush. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, but still, and I'd like to say one more thing, and then I'm done. Okay. Uh, buy USA. All the money that's getting in this stimulus. Don't go out and buy drugs. Don't go out and buy China stuff. <laughs> go out and buy American stuff. All right. Well, you can't yeah. get electronics, though. If you're going to use it on a new phone, you can't do I know. That. It sucks. That's, <laughs> yep. That's a shame. Sorry. Yeah. All right. It, thank it you so much. It should be by America. That's all I got to well, say. Well, we, America. America. we need to bring industry back to the country, and that's one of the things I agree that the president is trying to do. Electronics. Uh, this, this starts here, Joe, right. and then goes down. All right. Mark, you disparaged a whole group of people. The Tea Party is a bunch of racists, all based on reports in the mainstream media. Let me stop real quickly. I didn't say that. I said there were elements of racism in the Tea Party. Not most of it, not all of it, and not uh, it's, it wasn't in its mission statement. There were individuals who joined the Tea Party because they were racist, and that's... Well, now there's no point me it. reading the rest of this because you've just said everything else he's going to say is not true. Oh. Well, <laughs> all right. So anyway, go ahead. He says, really, and why should we believe the mainstream media? They are biased toward the far left, the propaganda wing of the Democratic Party. Mark, the race card is being played by Black Lives Matter, no one else. The demand that members of the white race apologize for being white is the most racist thing going on right now. No one ever should have to apologize for their race. To demand such things is evil and racist no matter who is doing it. Ooh, I like that email, though. The rest of it, he pulled it together nicely. Thank yeah. you, Stan. Appreciate that. Uh, I don't know who's next. That's why we have a next button here. Bobby D., that would be you. Good morning. You're on the mark. Yes, um, you know, good morning, everyone. Of course, my first experience of living away from home, of course, I was working in the industry, was, was down in Harrisburg. And, of course, the culture there, I was exposed to a, a different culture, and I, I don't look at it as, as racism. I look at it as a, as a culture. And, of course, Joe, of course, you grew up in Harrisburg. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you, okay, okay, a lot like the Vietnam War and, and all that sort of thing with Woodstock and whatnot and at John Harris High School. I mean, I remember listening to the news back then. And uh, I'm going to say, what were the reasons or what was, the, what was behind the, um, uh, not riots, so to speak, but demonstrations at John Harris High dur- during that time period? What actually started that? I wouldn't know. I went to William Penn. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Bobby. Appreciate the daily call. Uh, let's see. That puts Mike on the radio. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, uh, just a couple of things. <clears throat> I'm, we're hearing a lot about the virus spike, and I'm looking at some data from Texas. And basically, they have increased testing from 150,000 a day to more than 700,000 a day. It's a significant raise in in and uh, testing but more importantly is in texas they have uh, a system in service so if i have like a fever and a cough and i haven't been tested positive i'm a probable case and probable cases are classified as cases in addition to that if i do test positive the people that i identify as being in contact with me recently they become probable cases, and as such, they become cases. So I'm not saying it's a fake spike or anything like that. I'm just saying that when you start looking under the, the hood there, you're, you're seeing some data that it may not be 
you know, what I would say solid, okay? Well, one, one of the, uh, I was watching Fox News last night, and they were doing analysis of the difference. You were? I watched them a little <laughs> bit every night. Anyway, they were doing analysis of the hospitalizations. They said, if you want to talk about a spike, you got to talk about hospitalizations. And Texas is doing fine in that regard, but Florida is overwhelmed. So uh, as long as we're on the topic of numbers, maybe we should look at hospitalizations. And, and like I said, Texas wasn't that bad. Exactly. And, and I think that the population of Florida, the demographics is a lot different than Texas. I mean, I don't hear a lot of young people saying, hey, I'm going to Florida now. I'm hearing them say they're going to Colorado and Texas. You know, that, that's what I'm hearing from the, the kids. But the other quick thing, in response to your uh, previous caller that said, you know, Obama was great. Well, I remember that we had like endless recovery summers. I mean, there wasn't really anything going on around here, but then maybe that's just the you know the the idea that we were we're part of Appalachia, I guess. But I don't think the numbers that this guy was talking about really match up with the reality of the uh, the employment situation during those years. And but the one thing that Barack Obama did was he dramatically increased dependency on government. And you talk about it, Medicare and SNAP, which I guess is the food stamps. They eliminate Obama eliminated all the means testing. Basically, in other words, if you wanted food stamps or you wanted uh, Medicare, you just had to say that you needed it. You didn't have to attest. You would attest to what you make, but you didn't have to prove it. And the government absolutely stopped checking into your background. So he swelled the the roles of dependency. And my position is this as a conservative, and, and people are going to say I'm, I'm a crude person, but if you subsidize something, you get more of it. And our government is in a business of subsidizing just about everything. And if you subsidize illegitimacy or any other thing, the more you subsidize it, the more you get. And what, what that tends down the road, I don't know. But has I think President Trump reeled all has pre- Let me stop you. Has President Trump reeled all that back in? Has he, uh, you know, all those uh, terrible progress that you, I guess we wouldn't call it terrible progress, we'll call it digression. Has all that digression been reversed by our good president? No, in, in fact, he has not done that. You know, he, he started with a, a plan when he came into office, and basically everything that he wanted. All right, we got to get the next done, caller, but you but did answer the question. He didn't have that. Thank he you. did not do that, no. Thank okay, you so much, Mike. But right Mike. now. Yep. Nope, nope, okay. nope, nope. <laughs> we got we got two other calls pending. Uh, do one text and then we'll hit okay. the uh, break, and then we got the caller. Mark, Mark, nine dead this past weekend. Oh. Mark, nine dead this past weekend in Philadelphia. Do those lives matter? Will Al Sharpton be delivering funeral orations for them? I made the same things earlier. So if a black kills a black, which is often the situation in Chicago, does that mean we've resolved all the racial injustice issues that we're talking about? I mean, you said that the other day. said, you know, look at all the people who died in Chicago. We shouldn't be talking about... And you banged your head on the table because you don't like to bring that up. That doesn't fit the narrative of the left. It doesn't have anything to do with systematic racism or injustice in the U.S. Yes, it does. There's racism against... You used it as a deflection point. No, it's not Say, okay, if we're supposed to care so much about blacks, look what they do to each other. that's not the point. The point is that if all, if black lives matter, they should all matter, and they should all matter equally, and we should be just as concerned, and there should be as much national indignation about a young girl having her father shot and killed by a drive-by shooter in Philadelphia. So, Joe, what now that you've accepted that it's your duty to fight for all lives, it black is. or white, what have you done to advance your 
position that all lives matter. Explain it, you know, how your beliefs have changed or how you've spoken out. I do that on this program. I say all okay. lives matter. This well, is my this is the only soapbox I personally possess. Right. Um, Same. But and, and so I believe very strongly that all lives do matter. And I'm concerned about, first of all, no black man should ever be stopped in a, driving down the street just because he's black. And no one should ever have a, a foot put in their neck by a police officer because they're black. You know, so those lives taken by white police officers matter a great deal, and they deserve the national spotlight they're getting. But what I don't see is the celebrity rush and the, the rush of the mainstream media to go to places like New York and Philadelphia in Chicago and say, what is causing this? Why are black people killing black people? Is it, you know, and you hear the idiotic well, mayor of New York are killed say, by whites? Well, that's the same thing, but it's not a systemic thing. In other words, the majority of the crimes, the majority <laughs> of the bl- people killed in Chicago are not white. The okay. overwhelming majority are black. Hold on, callers. We're that's gonna... a lot of human life that, and potential that's gone to waste. We're taking a quickie break. We will be right back. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. Dan Fogelberg and Eric Weisberg, twin sons of different mothers. <laughs> I only know one album in my whole life. And that's it's, it, huh? It's that one. All right, one of the texts, and then yeah, we Yeah, one of our texters says, I'm starting a new movement. I'm grumpy, I'm lumpy, and I'm frumpy. Old lives matter. Those of us who are wrinkled agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for a rare moment of levity in today's show. Dale, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. You got the floor. I'm I'm just saying, you know, there's three things happening simultaneously here. We got uh, coronavirus where they want to put us, you know, lock us down. And you have crazy people in the cities. And we have our leaders, which is damaged good. Trump, you know, Biden, Pelosi. Their brains are scrambled. So the whole thing, it starts locally. You got Edison and you got Tesla. Well, J.P. Morgan banked on Edison because Edison was using, you know, wire frequency, you know, for wires. Tesla. Are you talking about Thomas Edison, Ronald? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Thomas Edison. Well, here's Thomas Edison. Tesla used wire electricity. What happened was all the animals and everything, since they have biological computers, started going crazy. So that's why I say you got domestic terrorists today because their frequency, China and Russia's, I mean, China and U.S. is racing for technology. And what? The, frequency that's, that's a, the animals the are going crazy, you say? Yeah, the frequency they're turning up. A lot of our biological older brains can't handle it. So that's why you got all this going on. They want to lock people down. But there's there's a cure for that. You just get some aluminum foil and wrap it around your head. It keeps that's those exactly <laughs> what I was going to tell you. You're both decompensating. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Dale. But, uh, Thank you. Basically, I would just say, basically, that's what's happening. Trump, Biden, and Pelosi, they're damaged goods. They're fried. Their brains are fried. All right, we got well, you. I got to go get my you. foil hat on now. Uh, another text, Joe. Uh, another text says, "Black-owned businesses on the uh, on that day." I, maybe that's not the start. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it starts right. Below okay, there. I believe I heard a story on the CBS News at eight a.m. at the very end of the newscast of a day being pushed. I didn't get what they called it to shop only black-owned businesses yeah, on that day. I'm sorry, but isn't that racist? And if not, why not? I think I think it is today. 
I'm not but sure. But is that not racist? Blackout. If you only support black-owned businesses? Well, I, I think If we had a white-owned... All right, let's... T- tomorrow is white-only businesses day. So uh, that let's see if somebody says that's, that's racist. racist. Oh, that's racist. Okay, I got you now. You have to hit that okay up at the top uh, okay, to do what you want to do. All right. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Ron, you've been quite patient, uh, but now you have the floor. You're on the mark. Go right ahead. Great. Thank you. Um... And thanks for the show. I just want to make some comments around, you know, the tearing down of statues and whatnot. And, um, you know, I think that I'd I'd love to see more media coverage of what type of jail sentences these people got for tearing down statues, because protests are fine and people have a right to do that, but destroying public property should be prosecuted. Otherwise, um, you know, we approach lawlessness. Um, I am sympathetic to the the plights of... um, people that feel like they've been hurt by racism and i'd like to see us build the country up more than tear it down so if we need to add statues of martin luther king or um you know the tuskegee airmen i think that's a great way to move forward rather than tearing the country down um even the buffalo soldiers um if you know if we know our history they were you know formed in fort leavenworth and were african-american and and helped found this country but we know who they were fighting right native americans (laughs) correct so there's so you know there's no perfect in this but i'd love to see approaches where we're building the country up instead of tearing it down that's my comment right and you're absolutely right there 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 is good in every bad person and bad in every good person to some extent and i don't think the criteria for erecting a statue should you know, influence. I think it should influence whether or not we take it down today. If it was put up as a, uh, a way, as someone said yesterday, to keep the black man in his place, that's the wrong reason to put up a statue. But if it was put up to honor the contributions of someone who perhaps was a flawed human being, and those comp- those contributions were meritorious, then let it stand. And as for the prosecutions, you are right to call for more coverage. You don't hear much about it. You do. I do know that. There have been prosecutions, especially in Philadelphia, uh, but you don't hear about it well, that ar- much. They just arrested the guy that was on top of the Andrew Jackson statue trying to rip it down. Right, in Washington, D.C. Philadelphia did uh, capture a bunch of individuals. They haven't heard much about Baltimore yet, but they may have those well, There's folks. some good video of some people hopping up and down in glee as the uh, statue of Christopher Columbus is pulled down in Baltimore. I think if the police have a mind to, they should be able to identify some of the perpetrators. And they did pull Columbus out I- of the harbor. Did they were good. Yes. I'm glad. Yeah, and I, you know, I also, you know, wanted to build upon your comments that I, you know, there is good and bad in everybody, and the founding of our country wasn't perfect. The Buffalo Soldiers is one good example, but there, there are many others. I think we're at a time in the country, though, where we need somebody with with energy that's action driven, with mental acuity, and. And we're, you know, we're in a tough time that's going to demand a lot of energy with all the unrest and the pandemic. I just don't see Joe Biden no. meeting that challenge. It no. seems like they're hiding Joe, that he's mentally diminished. And I just don't see that happening. So, you know, there's good and bad in everybody. I'm voting for Trump. Well, they have to take a class to write letters to the editor for Biden because you can't think of anything good to say about him on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate the call, Ron. Uh, Yeah, uh, we're in trouble. Uh, Joe Biden was picked because he's not guaranteed to win, but he had the most popular ratings, but he's clearly diminished. So uh, I just hope we have a fabulous cabinet and a great vice president. That's our only hope. (laughs) uh, Well, we have one in Mike Pence. I think he's a great vice president. Well, he would make a bunch of... 
out of if you if the choice is if he were running for president, it was President Trump, Vice President Pence, and Joe Biden. Pence would be like clear well, in a way if, that way. If it was a Republican primary between Pence and Trump, I would have voted for Pence instead of Bill Weld. Yeah, I'm big on Pence. I think uh, he's doing a super job. Steady guy. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the telephone number. Uh, we don't have to do the break, so please one text. These are two separate ones, and uh, then it the says, phone. Uh, no, are they? Uh, no. Good morning. Trump likes to divide our country. That's why he tweets these racist comments. Back in 2015, before elected, Trump said to take down the Confederate flag and put it in a museum. Talk about a flip-flop. Yeah, he does like to divide. But guess what? It's not going to work this time. I think in the past, presidential candidates and politicians in general have been able to foment division, and it worked in their favor. But uh, those days are over. <laughs> no, they aren't. <laughs> I might have to change my prediction that President Trump will win re-election. Uh, Eric, there we go. Oh, well, we have an open line, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five, and one of the lines is ringing right now, so and we got a caller waiting. So, Eric, go ahead. You got the floor. Uh, in response to uh, your callers a couple times ago, calling my facts in question, uh, I think we can use this show to try to illuminate folks and educate. So, let me try to do that. Uh, the caller said that uh, due to President Obama's policies, Medicare numbers went up. Uh, to illuminate, Medicare is based upon Social Security yes. regulations. Social Security regulations are based upon the person's age or disability. If the Medicare numbers went up, it's because we have more people attaining age 65, which we did. Anyone who has tried to get disability under uh, Social Security knows what a tremendous process that is. Uh, right or wrong. So, no, we did not have Medicare going up. And in fact, I worked for Medicaid. That is the aid to those who are in need, Pennsylvania and across the United States. And I worked there as a latter part of my career with the Commonwealth. Okay, you're at and one minute, you, but we'll give you a couple more seconds. Okay, okay, okay. That those numbers went down. Uh, in fact, unless you had a, children, a child under the age of 18, your chance of getting any kind of public assistance were, went away. The only way you got was under the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, TANF program, and that was cut way back, too. And the only way you get that if you had children, which is easily verifiable if you have children or not. If not, those numbers went way down. So there are the facts, gentlemen. Thank you for the opportunity to retort the person and his... Uh, Spurious enough. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. All right, 1-800-795-9565, 1-2-3, open lines, one text, or nope, check that one, email pending, three open lines, one caller waiting, 1-800-795-9565. Will President Trump, trying to draw that race line, will that work for him this time? I say no. What's your view? We'll find out when we come back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565 is the uh, telephone number. We're probably going to wrap up our show with our good callers waiting. So three minutes each if we stay as planned. Chris, you get three minutes, and then Billy gets three minutes. Uh, yeah, were you saying Texas didn't have a hospitalization problem? That's Lawrence's worthless remembrance. How did I do? Well, I think it's pretty worthless. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> and Houston has a serious problem there. They're already over 100% capacity and have people on waiting lists. Yeah, I don't think they uh, were looking at cities. They were looking at statewide available ICU beds. And, and yeah, well, uh, it's, uh, the big cities are where the problem is. Okay, not statewide. Okay, and so they just were just like con- in Arizona, and Phoenix is a, is a, is approaching very troubling le- levels right okay, now. Okay, I, I take it back. Next topic. <laughs> uh, America First was a uh, fascist organization in America, or a fascist oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was not fascist. I mean, they attracted a certain number of fascists, and it attracted Charles Lindbergh. Ex- uh, he, he delivered Nazi some Nazi. Emblem. He wore Nazi talking points, but he, he Charles Lindbergh was not a Nazi. He may have been anti-Semitic. I don't he doubt that. Fascism, that democracy was dead in Europe, and fascism was the answer. You no, know, a lot of people thought that at All the right. time. All well, right. yes, that's why and they had a very organization. It was called America First. No, that's America First was just to keep us out of fighting another foreign war. That's right. where it started, but they adopted the, it, of course, became uh, full of Nazi sympathizers, and uh, I just said that it, as their spokesman and leader. I just said it attracted a lot of people from the neo-Nazi movement or the Nazi movement. I didn't dispute that with you, but it didn't start out as un-American as you make it sound. I didn't say it started out. I said it was. That's what it became. But so anyone who says America first is a is a Nazi, is that right? No, but uh, it's maybe not your best political choice for a slogan. Well, so what is America? So you like America second? Especially by a president who seems to really appreciate dictators and plutocracy. Oh, come on. <laughs> it is foreign policy. All who right. is their favorite? Who is his favorite foreign leaders? They're all dictators. America second, right, Chris? Joe. <laughs> I'm I'm answering your points about uh, fascism, and uh, Trump's father was German. His mother uh, mother was Scottish, I believe. Guess who else was a Nazi? Family name is German. Guess who else was a Nazi sympathizer? Hey, Chris. When they moved to America, because I think it was close to World War uh, One time. Hey, Chris. Guess who else was a Nazi sympathizer? Jack Kennedy's father. Yes, so. he was, but he was not president, is he? No, but his son was. John, yes, his son Kennedy was. Never, uh, never showed any uh, sympathy for fascism. In fact, fought against it, didn't he? And so did Charles Lindbergh when the war no, started. Trump, Trump had Hillsburgs. He couldn't fight against it. What happened when the war started? Where did Lindbergh go after that? He I su- don't know. He supported America. He supported America. 
Well, that's good. But he was a fascist. He, he did appreciate fascism. And that's what the organization you ever became. Hear of, ever hear of Lloyd George, Which, the former prime minister of England, who was enamored of Hitler? A lot. Hitler was okay, man of the so year. Anything they said during their years of supporting Hitler, we should repeat their political slogans? You know who Time's man of the year was back then? Adolf Hitler. Uh, man of the year means influence or time. effect on the world. It doesn't mean he's he's to be celebrated. Thank oh, you so much, okay. Chris. Thank you, thank and you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Billy, you're on the mark. You know, uh, di- totally, totally different topic than Chris, but uh, there is a movie that was played back in the 90s where the slogan, one of the famous slogans from that movie was, I see dead people, they're everywhere, they don't even know they're dead. And I think that that's sort of the call of systemic racism today. So the social justice warriors are saying, I see racists, they're everywhere, they don't even know they're racist. And uh, I would just beg folks to ask the question, is, is what we're seeing here, uh, the, the uh, benefits that come from being uh, white in America, are, are they really the benefits of systemic racism, or are they simply the benefits of being the, in the majority? If I were to go over and, and begin to live in, in Ghana or Congo, uh, would it be that they, you know, there would be certain benefits to uh, to the people who grew up there, to the people who have embraced that culture, that I wouldn't receive those benefits. But would it be because they hate white people, or would it just be because they're in the majority and I'm not? And I, I feel like that's the way it is in America. We but, have, in, but in this country, we Billy, we were founded on the premise that all men are created equal and that everybody should have an equal chance. And to the extent we deny that to black people or people of color, we're not living up to the promise that we made to ourselves as a country. Are you denying that, Joe? Denying have what? You, have, have you been denying black people the right to equal opportunity? Nope. I'm, I favor very strongly some things conservatives don't like. For example, I believe the strength of this country is its free education system, and I oppose anything that takes away money from building our schools and giving every kid a good education and a shot. 30 seconds left, Billy. Well, I, I would just say I think I, I, I do I have met racists, but I don't think everyone's a racist. I agree with you there. And, <laughs> and I and I think part of this is just majority privilege. It has nothing to do with self the color of your skin. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. All right, Thanks. thank you Call so much. Call back tomorrow and finish your thought, Bill. You can cross out the word white supremacist and write in... Well, I said before, majority. I think it's more of a black more detriments white. than it is white privilege, and we need to stop that. We need to give everybody a fair chance. This is WKOK Sunbury.